Welcome to the second episode of Broadway Bros Pod. Bros! Cool. I am your co-host, which is weird I'm doing the intro, but I'm your co-host, Kyle. (laughs) I'm your host, Dan. I just wanted to put Kyle on the spot. Uh, You know, gotta get your first intro out of the way. You never forget your first uh, podcast intro on a musical theater podcast, that's for sure. Uh, 100%. I'm gonna remember that for my life. For your life, got it. Cool. Anyway, Kyle, what do we have on tap for our listeners today? On tap? Oh, wow. That's a great question. The first show we will be reviewing today is Natasha, Pierre, and the Great Comet of 1812. Wow. That sounds horrible. It is. All right. What's it, the next show, Kyle? The next show is something I'm really looking forward to reviewing, which happens to be probably my, arguably my favorite show, and it is called Dogfight. Wow. That sounds way better than the first one. It was, especially listening through these. One was two hours and 45 minutes. One was 47 minutes. I don't think the length is the problem. I think it was... Quality. Just not the quality. The quality <laughs> is fine. I just... We'll get into we'll it. We'll get into it. Um, so yeah, so we will be doing uh, The Great Comet and Dogfight. And then like we said last week, last episode, um, we will be doing... Same day. This is five same minutes day. after five minutes after. So, yeah, one, so, so it's I don't literally... know why I thought it was last week. Yep. Alright. Okay. Here we go. Um, we will be doing current events we uh, kind of looked at throughout the uh, the week. Um, so, I will open the floor to Dan to get this uh, pod rolling. Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812. What else can be said about it except it is not a show that people who don't appreciate Broadway. I think you have to appreciate it. You may not love it. You may not like it. But I think it's a show that you people appreciate a lot which i do appreciate it oh i think it is a very intricate complex show and i think they did a very good job me and kyle kyle actually got to see it twice but we actually did get to see it uh with ocus pierre uh ingrid michelson was in it as sonia yep Uh, and then we we, we didn't get to see janae she was off that night we saw her on her study i I can't remember i saw her the saturday the second time i saw it though but we also saw lucas Steele. that's his name lucas Steele. lucas Steele. oh we got some talking about him and uh i don't remember anyone else's name the cast so no anyway anyway oh we should probably open it by saying um this is very we can appreciate this but this show's fucking weird yes you're absolutely right okay so the show like i said if you if you're looking for a show to bring your parents to to just for Christmas buy them uh, tell them to go see Wicked for the fifth time Please, yes don't oh, God. don't risk it don't risk it and because you love it unless they also are big musical theater fans or obviously if they have like a cast member like when Josh Groban was in it like I'd go see Josh Groban yes. all the way obviously yes. because I'm not a psychopath but <laughs> all right I, it's it's a very risky play, um, and I ha, play, and it's not. It's, it's a show. It's a show. And I honestly didn't realize what the hell I was expecting when we went to see it. I had no idea. Uh, but I think I don't know halfway through the first act when there was like all of a sudden like a a rave? two women were just like making, making out, out on pretty much my lap. So yeah, we, we where we sat the first time is I don't we can talk we're gonna talk about the set in a little bit, but there is like kind of auxiliary stages, little strips of stage. Just like um out throughout the throughout audience. Our audience. Um and we will talk more about that. But the one the we were right up against one of the auxiliary stages. So the actors were literally sweating on us. Mm. Um and yeah, when <laughs> Jesus Christ. When when uh 
And when the uh, duel happened, when it was a breakdown, it just kind of out of came out of nowhere. Way to spoil there's a duel. Dick. True. Now we might as well not even record it anymore. Go on, Kyle! Alright! Come on! It kind of tra- transitions into a pretty crazy like club scene, and yeah, there was pretty much two girls making out in our laps, which was pretty interesting. Not first time, alright, Kyle? Right. Alright, moving on. Okay. So... <laughs> Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, music and lyrics and book, Dave Malloy. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it started with professional productions back in 2012, wasn't able to make it to Broadway until 2016. I don't think we're going to really touch on the whole scandal because it's all pretty touchy-feely on that subject with the whole Oak thing and like they closed it right after and they tried to replace yeah. him with Mandy Patinkin. It was a whole thing. If you're co- if, 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 look, look it up. It was a whole thing. So yeah, so... Just oh you oh you want to get it not not really we can just say it's you can get into it I'm just not gonna go for it no so Oak was in it and um they were um, if you don't know Oak this was the original Hercules Mulligan and oh Jesus uh, James Madison James Madison Jesus we suck Happy Fourth of July anyway Um, he was the original that and then he transferred right from Hamilton Hamilton, in Hamilton and we he went right to that um to take over for Josh Groban and um, are some pretty big shoes to fill I mean Josh Groban was. I don't want to say he was a big part of the reason that people were going to see it, but he was a big, big part of the yeah. reason that people were going oh, to 100%. see it. Oh, hundred percent. So, um, so yeah. So um, after Oak, they were um, we're not. I don't want to really get into why, but uh, so they were looking. Mandy Patinkin, just saying that name. Mandy Patinkin's great. Yeah, all time. He's goat. Uh, fantastic. Not goat, but like all time. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they were trying to bring him in to replace Oak. But then there was this whole like conflict about like not telling Oak they were trying to bring him in, um, and then just kind of crazy stuff happened. And then after Patinkin said he was not going to do it, Oak said he was not going to do it anymore, and they kind of pretty much just closed. Like, and the, and the show just that. closed, and it, yeah. it it was it was a shame. It, it was, was it like was one of the most botched situations that have happened like recently. Like it, you it had a show that was tough. fine, like Oak was doing fine in it. He was great, and. You wanted to bring someone else in, and then it caused this whole stir, and then you lost both of them, and then it just it just tanked. Like yeah. it, they couldn't come back from it. So, Very unfortunate. It was bad. But now that we went to the end of its production life, why don't we just talk about the show? Let's do it. Let's just do it. All right. If I was just going to give you a, a basic synopsis for people who don't want to hear everything about it, uh, it's about this young this young chick. Yep. Who uh, has a, bo- uh, a fiance who leaves to go to war, mm-hmm. and while he's gone, she cheats on him. And the end. Basically, yeah. I don't see how that would not be everything that encompasses those two hours of... <laughs> Is there anything else <laughs> that does not revolve around that basic truth? Um, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, pretty, it's pretty that's much, the entire that's plot. The show. But it is, is it based off of War and Peace, right? Yeah. So it's just very complex. Very... It's, um, it's all over the place. If like they call each character like seven different names, and you're just supposed to like keep up with it. They're like Natasha. No, your name's Natalia. Natalie. No, your name's Natalie. It's now. just all over like the place. no, but it's it's still the same person. But again, very weird show. Mm-hmm. But it was. I mean, it was it was a good show. It, it was, was not my least favorite show that I saw on Broadway. No, that is for sure. For sure. So. um... How you want to do this? You want to go just like through the act one and like kind of hit on major um, happenings? Or? Yeah, um, I guess we definitely. Um, if and if you want to even more in depth, well, kind of just encompassing um, plot of this show and who the characters are, just listen to the prologue. Yeah, it's probably the best. And then don't listen to anything else. Yeah, you're probably good. Maybe good. Dustin Ashes. Yeah, and then maybe the maybe the duel, and then the end. 
And then I like Sonya alone. Very good I'm song. just gonna go out there and say it. I don't care who hates me for it. <laughs> it's a good I, song. I like Sonya alone. It's like one of. I think it is the only song from Great Comet that that made it to my playlist. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to Sonya alone because what does it mean? Why is Sonya alone? Who is Sonya? What is going on? Anyway, so Act One. Like I said before, it starts out prologue. Uh, obviously, with this, like I said, this young girl and her fiance goes off to war. Against Russia, against France, or something. Who knows? If I remember, I wasn't alive in 1812. Uh, and so she goes off to war, and this girl's just like, "Oh, I just want him to come back. I just miss him so much. I love him. I love him. I love him." It's like her, and she just like hangs out with her cousin all day, and like her aunt. It would be Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, "All right, well, maybe I'll just like go to this or ba- uh, uh, no, the, the opera. They the go opera. to the they go to the opera." Yeah. To because that's just a thing Russian people do because like every great opera composer was Russian, basically, and they go there and then this one dude, Anatole, think of him as like Prince Charming from Shrek, but like but like way higher voice and like more flamboyant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sees him and he's like, oh my gosh, uh, look at that girl. I must. I must have her. Basically. I must take her as a lover. Yep. And this girl's like, no, 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 like, I, I miss my fiancé, I miss my fiancé. Oh, but you like me? Okay, well, maybe I like you. You know, something, something. So, then yes. this, like, whole thing happens, and pretty much the entire first act is just, like, the sexual chemistry between the two of them, and, like, how it's mm-hmm. affecting Natasha, Natalia, Natalie's relationship with her cousin, and then how it affects her relationship with her aunt, and... Anatole and we didn't even talk about Pierre because I mean really he doesn't do anything he act doesn't one really do anything Pierre pretty much that is revealed in the prologue is just a fat man who is sad and lonely and yeah yeah pretty much and Anatole just comes to him he's like give me 50, 50, rubles. 50 rubles and he's like okay and he just like takes it and like gambles it and like spends it on pretty drinking much. and stuff uh he's he's a very he's a big pushover very nice yeah. guy people just use him for whatever but yeah. he doesn't really have anything really important in act one um, except, um, Pierre and Nata- Natasha's, um, Natalia, it's whatever, Natalie. Yep. <laughs> um, they're, her fiance and Pierre are really good friends. Mm, Andre, Andre is the name of the fiance that went off to war. So, yes. So try to keep up. You'll see with that in the, so listen to the prologue, just listen to the prologue. It introduces all the characters and, and tells you exactly. And their relations. And their relation to each other and general. how everything, um, and it always finishes with Andre isn't here cause he's not here. And he doesn't come back until just about the end. Pretty much, the he does end. come back. He does come back. Spoiler. Um, but yes, yeah, so prologue would be a great um, encompassment of the plot and the characters. And I do feel like it, I could say this: it's up there with one of the best like expositories in musical theater. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's 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 very good. It's I pretty think. good. I think it was the song they did at the Tonys, right? I think it was their performance. I think so. Anyway, yeah. Uh, another connection about Pierre. I keep thinking he does it, Pierre in the first act is not important except for just how he connects to everyone. Yeah. So like his wife is Anatole's sister. His wife just like just is not a good wife. It's just like, not a good person. Just, like, they like just don't they like person. don't like each other but they're married and it's like eh like whatever. But Anatole and Pierre are like pretty good friends I guess. Um, so like they go to the opera and Anatole comes back and he talks to Pierre he's like yo dude I just saw Natasha whatever the heck her name is at the ball like and she she fine and he's like yeah dude i thought she was always fine too but like 
I'm obviously married, so, like, I wish. And best friends to Andre, and also, like, what, 25, 30 years older? Just, like, older? a decent human being, and he's because good, they, and are, good they are engaged, so this <clears throat> yeah. is all, uh, you know, pretty much cheating. Uh, no, it is. Yes. It, it is. It's yes. not pretty much. No, it, it is. You understand. Yes. Um, and then, so, they come back, and they... So and it all comes back from the from the opera, and he tells Pierre, and he's like, "Yo, Pierre, we're going out tonight. We're gonna get drunk." And Pierre's like, "Dude, hell sure. yeah, dude! Have you seen me slug that wine and that vodka, dude? Let's Good go. God. Let's get at it hard." So they go out, and then Pierre's this, wife, yeah. classic being a bitch, yep, is starts like flirting with this dude, mm-hmm. and Pierre's like, "Fuck you! Let's let's duel." Yeah. Oh, so basically, this is the duel. This is what I hinted at earlier. It's a club scene. So they're all kind of having a so, big party. Yeah, so club. imagine this, like, this eight, 1800s... Music. And 1800s, just the whole thing is 1800s Russia. And then all of a sudden, it turns into this, like, Russian house techno Pretty music much. with, like... Strobe lights. And fog. Sl- and, 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 and strippers. And yes. It, it's just all over the place. It's just out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But, and then he's like, I want to duel. And then Pierre, for some reason, like wins the duel, even though he shouldn't, because this dude, the guy he faces, is like, like a soldier. He's like literally like a, a marksman yeah. or something. And then Pierre wins, and then um, he just like sings this song about like how he's wasting his life, which is like kind of sad, but like also probably the best song in the show. Best song, Dustin Ashes. Oh, hundred percent. That that would be my favorite song, I think, in the show. Um, so he sings that and. Oh, and the vocals in that song. Oh, the acapella vocals, like, right at the end. It's glorious. Listen to it. Listen to it with, like, a good set of headphones so you can be able to hear it. Um, And then Natasha's still like, oh, my gosh, I can't stop thinking about... It's weird because I can't stop thinking about that guy I saw at the ball, even though I have a literal fiancé. And then Pierre's freaking bitch of a wife comes back, and she's like, hey, Natasha, uh, my brother really wants you to come to this costume party tonight because he's trying to, like, you know, do things. And she's like, but I'm engaged, but okay, I'll go. And then they go, and then they kiss, and then that's that's the end of Act 1. Yep. And then Act 2 starts out with everyone just being like, we write letters to each other. There's a song called Letters, and they say we write letters. So, they just, like, yeah. read the letters they wrote. Like, Pierre writes one to Andre. Anatole writes a love letter. A love letter. A love letter. There it is. To uh, Natasha. And I don't remember the rest, because I haven't seen it in three years, and I just read the Wikipedia plot line. Uh, but pretty much, the letters... Uh, Anatole writes a love letter to Natasha, and he's like, let's elope. Even though Pierre's... Or, er, Anatole... Did I say Pierre? Yes. Wrote a love letter? Anatole writes yep. a love letter. Pierre did not write a love letter. Uh, Anatole writes a love letter to Natasha, and he's like, hey, <clears throat> I'm already secretly married, and you're engaged, but let's just like go to Poland and get married. And she's like, bet. So, um, And it is quoted that Natasha did say bet in 1800s Russia. Bet. I believe that is the etymology is Russian. Yes. Anyway. So, and then literally, like, the next 40 minutes is just, like, two songs about, like, their plans to, like, abduct her and take her to Poland to marry her. Song called... Not, like, it's called The Abduction, abduction. but don't think of it like abduction, like, I'm... I'm stealing you. It's like it had, abduction, it, like we're sneaking you out of Out of the house. night, like, it's like a very... Because Natasha's yeah. living with her aunt, who's, like, very conservative, like, very classic old Russian lady. Yeah, just very... Very was like, mm, you will not do this to our family, or whatever she says. Spot on impression. I don't know. Thank you. 
And then, so they talk about, like, oh, let's steal Natasha. And then Natasha's aunt is like, no, you are not going to do that. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. And so, and Natasha's like, why do you hate our love? And she's like, what are you talking about? You're engaged to a prince. Like, our family was, like, set because of you, and now you're throwing it all away for some dude you met two, three days ago. <sighs> and then, gosh, what else goes on? Uh, yada, yada, yada. Andre, Andre does come back. So... Pierre finds out what happened and how Anatole tried to... What? <laughs> how, uh, how Andre tries... Jesus. This is so good. It's so, a couple really just funny parts. Uh, how he finds out that Anatole... Because Anatole was like, I'm going off to get married. And Pierre's like, dude, that's crazy. You're already engaged. But he didn't know it was Natasha. And so when he finds out... Anatole's like in hiding. And oh. Pierre's like, oh, I'm going to go find this dude. I'm going to wring his neck out. So he goes... Finally finds him, and it's he's like, terrifying. "He's like, you need to it's terrifying. get out of here, leave the country, never come back." And then Tol's like, "Okay." And then uh, Natasha's so stricken that before we move on from that, can we just talk about something Please. about uh, the Pierre and Anatole, the conference? It's like it's basically like a conversation. What? Yes, that <laughs> sure. Um, so <clears throat> very interesting song. Very oh, the heavy. song Pierre and Anatole, yes. not just the relationship. No, no, no. So like, sure. um, it's the kind of the confrontation between Pierre and Anatole, um, and how he's like, "Don't do this, whatever." Right. Um, great song, very lame is confrontation, like just very like back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to mention the end. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. End note that uh, Anatole hits. Can we just hit on that real quick? Peter. Uh, what is it? It's, it's a, a uh, C sharp six. That's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good. It's it's real high, and I was actually reading something about he holds it like forever. He just. <laughs> Doesn't he just like sit there and like pander to the crowd while he's like holding? Yeah, it? He, or is that something I, we saw. I think um, I timed it the second time I saw it. It was like fifteen Put your seconds. Phone away, you scoundrel! I just counted. Bully, you scoundrel! Yeah, but anyway, the show. yes. Um, but uh, so I was actually reading something pretty interesting that Dave, when Dave, Dave Malloy was writing this. Um, he was kind of he put that in there because he was like, "What the hell do I do at the end of this damn song?" He had no idea what to do. Um, and he so was naturally. So he naturally he just threw up this C sharp six because six. Jesus, I'm drunk. Um, C sharp six um, at the end of this song, and he was just like, I, I'm, "I don't, I didn't know what else to do." But then when Lucas Steele came in to actually audition and sing for it, he did it so nonchalantly that Dave was pretty much like, "Yep, you're Anatole." He's like, "Yeah, that'll work." So that's interesting sidebar about how that came up. But listen to that note because um, it's 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 re- real high. Thank you. For, thank, no, thank you for that very good musical insight. That's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that we need. Sure. Between my rants about just incoherent plot. Um, yep. So then <clears throat> Pierre finds Anatole. That's where we left off, and he's like, "Get out!" And he's like, "All right, whatever, dude. Bye." Like, I, uh, I can find any chicks in, in in Petersburg. That's where I'm gonna head. So later. Yep. Natasha is now like Natalie. Uh, you're thinking of Natalia, and. Yep. She's now just so stricken with grief, she tries to kill herself. Yes. Yes. And this is where, um, I guess that was, no, we missed Sonia alone. Sonia alone was before Natasha tried to get abducted. Sonia found out. Yeah. Sonia is her cousin. Sonia found out that she was, like, writing love letters. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this little point, but they're basically like best friends too. I mean, they're cousins, but they're like super, super, super close. Yeah. And um, when Sonia finds out that Natasha's about to be just like peace out, about to like yeah, uh, Sonia's like, 
this sucks and sings a song about it. Sings a great little like ballad, not really even a ballad, just a slow song. It's very nice uh, about just how like like I will I will give my life to make sure that like Natasha is okay. Like I will do whatever it takes to. It's very sweet to make sure that. She's all right. Obviously, she ends up being a fucking idiot anyway. And Nailed it. Then she comes back, uh, tries to kill herself, and then we're we're pretty much at the end. She tries to kill herself. I know it sounds like a great ending. Uh, tries to kill herself. She lives. Spoiler: she is alive at the end of yeah. the show, which is good. She lives, and then uh oh, who's back? Andre. Andre is back. Andre's back, and <laughs> he's pretty much like Pierre. Pierre goes to see her. He comes to he, he comes to see Pierre because they're best friends. Yeah. And Pierre's like, dude, you should, like, check on Natasha because she, like, tried to kill herself. And he's like, no. no. She, like, tried to marry someone else. So, like, why the fuck would I do that? And, and Pierre's, like, yeah. fair but also, like, kind of harsh. So, she's uh, kind of yeah. unstable at the moment. And, like, yeah. so maybe you should have done that. And um, this is also in a great song, Pierre and Andre. It's mm. when Andre comes back. It's just very. Uh, I I'm a huge fan of that song, um, and it's very interesting. And another thing in that is when uh, it kind of sucks, but Andre returns all the letters that mm. Natasha wrote to him. Yeah, he's like, give her. Letters he's like, just back. give them back. I don't want them. And literally, Andre is in it. Andre is officially in the show. He's been kind of a character throughout the show the whole time, but he's officially in the show for what, like six minutes. Well, he's in the show right at the very beginning when he closes the door to leave. And then, and then not and he comes until back the right, at, right at the end. So yeah, he's in six, seven minutes total. Oh, if if that, if that. Yes. Um, but he he's such a cool character because he kind of just alters <laughs> everything. I mean, he also did just go to war. Also that. So who knows how much that had to play into it? Yeah. I mean, like like I said, like I get it. Like, not that like I'd be like, dude, like she like she got what was coming to her. But he's like, I don't want to see her. Like, yeah. It's. I went off to war, it's tough. and I come back, yeah. and my fiance <laughs> tried to elope with a dude who's already married, who's also just a giant, just... Douche? He, yeah. He's a douche. Just a giant douchebag. Yep. And, um, so, that's why he's like, yeah, I don't want to, and Pierre's like, okay, like, I get it, but, like, also, that's kind of harsh, and Andre's like, I don't care, I'm not gonna see her. Pierre's like, alright. So, Pierre's like, I'll go, I'll go see her instead, like, I'll, I will go, uh talk things over and and pierre just kind of is just like very very nice to her and very very uh reassuring and like you know things will be okay you know because pierre's a great guy yep always uh and, and then basically kind of like i love you yeah i'm in love with you but i know i can't he says be, like basically. if i was he's like if i was the smartest most, most handsome. handsome man in the world and if i was not married like i would I would get ask you to marry. He literally me says, right. "I will get down on my knee." He's like, "I will ask you. Like, I would right ask now. you to marry me right now." And uh, it's it's a touching moment. It really yeah. is because it shows because Pierre is kind of like the father father figure to Natasha the whole time. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, pretty from, much from afar, and then but, when he comes to her, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it might sound weird that like he would be doing it, but it's is just like a really nice moment because it shows that he does actually care about this girl. Um, and even though Andre, fiance, kind of just was like, no. And then so. Natasha's like. I'll be seeing you around. He's like, okay. And then he walks outside, and then he's like, whoa, a comet. The end. Which is the title. Wait, wait till the last, last second. To reveal why that is part of the title. And and that's that's it. That's it. That's and I, also, another thing is, I like how the show ends, because it's not this big ending. It's very just... Very nonchalant. Very nonchalant. Not quite Miss Saigon. 
<laughs> oh, maybe, wait till we'll, we maybe we'll get to that. Wait till we review that show. I got stories about Ty- Kyle to tell for days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, great anyway, stories about me. I'm not going not gonna to spoil anything. Um, but, yeah. So, that is the plot. Yeah. Uh, like I said, so what we were going to do was score out of 10. But before e- we do that, us- yes. want to talk about the set real quick? Oh. Because just hit on that. Yeah. By golly, of course I would love to. Super, super. MRC. So it was at the Imperial. It was at the Imperial where Lemis was. Yeah, um, I know, a bunch of shows. A bunch of shows have been there, but um, it was not your typical. Because it, typical the show. stage was the audience, if you can think about that. So it was fir- like almost kind of in the round, basically. Yeah. So um, when me and Dan and our friend Billy, shout out Billy, love you. Uh, um, saw it the first time. We I mentioned that we sat on this like auxiliary stage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The second time I saw it, um, I saw it with my good friend Amanda. Probably not listening because she hates me. Mm-hmm. Um, I we sat on the stage. And it it was it's pretty insane because I don't even know how to describe what the stage is because it's not a stage, but it is. It's like it's like a stage, but it's got holes in the middle of it, and where the pit is, and then the, like the tables. It's just and like a look up photos of it. It's pretty. It's like it's impressive. Imagine like it's in the round where like audiences on all sides. But at the same time, they like or have stages in, in the it. audience. Yes, and then that's kind of basically it. It's impressive. It's probably one of my favorite sets I've ever seen, actually, mm-hmm. just because it's so interesting. And it intricate. was definitely the most intricate set I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. And then at the end, we were just mentioning about the comment, the sh- uh, the lighting mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. the lighting in it, the show was great, and yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool, honestly. So Dan, continue. Yes. So uh, what we were going to uh, do for each show that we review is also just put in there they did win best scenic design tony and they also they won the best lighting and they bet just like you said yeah they would lighting, have to because lighting, they would have been robbed scenic. if they didn't because it was very impressive anyway so what we were going to do is we were going to give each show a rating out of 10 on a decimal scale yes sir and then we were going to each at the same time say our favorite songs from the show are we limiting to one i would say one song yes okay you get one song oh jesus so i am going or I guess we could just go and say our show ratings at the same time, too. But we, no one will understand it. Uh, we're not just going to say it and then move on, Kyle. You can discuss it. Just give me a second to think about it. I know it All is. right. Uh, Three, two, one. So go. we're doing just the, 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 just the show as a whole, not the Broadway production, not the cast. Just in general, our thought on the show. Just the show. Yes. With ten being my favorite show of all time and one being like, I just wasted my life by... Yep. Even knowing that it existed. Yes. Or that would be zero. Can we go up to one or is it start at one? Oh, there Decimals, can go up we can, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, okay, I have my rating. Same. You got yours? Yep. Three, two, one. 6.1. Oh, okay. So Kyle went a little bit higher. A little bit higher. Um, see, I, I appreciate it because of how intricate it is. And it was a it's a very difficult show, like I said, for non big musical theater people to appreciate. Got to be a hard show to act in and yeah, like put easily, on and Jesus. like the music and stuff. Like that's tough. Um, but like, do I like it more than you know? If I pick ten shows, I think it might be like top six. But I don't I don't think it would be any higher than that. So six point eight, a little higher. What do you a little think? higher. Um, I just think it was. Um the reason I gave it, I it, it isn't my favorite show, but it's not my least favorite show. Um, it's a good show, very intricate, very detailed, very weird, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not so much. Yeah, we can't, we can't, 
underestimate how fucking weird the show it's is. It's so just it's we can't bonkers. understate it. It's just unbelievable. But at the same time, like it's believable. If you like the intricacies of yeah. shows and like you like shows where it's just like what is going on all the time, then there's yeah. you might absolutely love the show. Um yeah, absolutely. It's definitely weird. And the reason I think I may have given it a little higher score is because I still um talk about it every now and then with my theater friends yeah because of how weird it was and it's very i mean I, there are absolutely amazing shows that i will talk about forever but this was a show that it's not typically like one i was like it's so so good and i'm talking about it. it's like it was really weird really really intricate but i'm still talking about it which may be why it's a little higher for me fair enough um so moving on so moving on so that one, was our one favorite song wow <clears throat> Do you know what it is oh yeah you ready yeah Three, two, one. Dust Sonya alone. Damn yeah, it. you would. You would pick Dustin Ashes. That acapella at the end. Come on. <laughs> you picked it because it's Josh Groban, and that's fine, and I respect that. Oak, though, did very well. Oh, he was uh, great. Of course. He was, he, he was fantastic. Honestly, firing plug, for, plug for Oak. You think he can just rap? The guy can sing. Oh, no. The guy can sing. No, he is a triple He's threat. A very, very good singer. He's a quadruple threat. He can rap and sing. Ooh. Not all people. <laughs> Most rappers can sing, but not all singers can rap. Okay, so, oh, do that as you will. Yes. But yeah, Sonia alone. Like I said earlier, it's just like, first of all, there aren't a lot of songs just I liked musically throughout the show. Just with like the whole just like accordion stuff and like these yeah. weird Russian Very instruments weird. and stuff. Like a lot of there's not a lot of songs that you would like listen to casually. Mm-hmm. Sonia alone was fits more into like a musical theater yeah. song for me. Hundred percent. Just more of like a slow ballad type song. Uh, and singing good Michael Sand singing it was very, very interesting. Yeah, but Britt Ashford kills it too. She's very good. Actually. On the soundtrack. And if you've never seen the video of them singing it together. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Almost. Like, t- tears. Tears. With Dave Malloy playing on the piano. Yeah. And they're singing it together. Oh it's like, and the, oh, oh, my God. Woof. Anyway. Ingrid Michael Sand was like 10 feet from us. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so Dustin Ash is just. Just acapella at the end. Very. I like what it meant in the show, in the con- continuity of the show. It had a good meaning to me. And I mean, it's just, I think it how it's arranged is very good. I do like how it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. It does. And it's like it's like an 11 o'clock number, but for Act 1. In the middle of Act 1. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you, Pierre does nothing up until that point, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh. But wait, Dan. Whoa. Yes, Kyle. Do all of our listeners know what an 11 o'clock number is? It's your 11 o'clock number. Lieutenant Frank, Tof- uh, Lieutenant Frank Toffee, curtains. I saw it. You were good. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> an 11 o'clock number, for those who don't know, and I may not be 100% correct, is what, like, the, so, the, the meaning behind 11 o'clock number, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, yes. was that back in the old days, yes, sir. shows would, were very long. Like, real long. Like, three acts, whatever, like, like four hours long. long. Yeah. And the 11 o'clock number was a, was a song that would come on towards the end that's like a big, a big showstopper boisterous number um, that would happen at 11 o'clock when the show would still be going on to try and get people to wake up yes basically and pay attention honestly basically it's a, yeah. it's, it's a finale in the middle of so it's act. like a, the show like you know like you can go to any show and pick an 11 o'clock number out of it yes like you go to the second act and then you say okay was, what was like the biggest song towards mid and second act you can pick it from mm-hmm. pretty much any pretty show. much any uh, yes, but that is, like I was saying, it's kind of like an 11 o'clock number of Very the first act, but it's yes. also a soft piano acoustic acapella number. That's why I like, number, I like which it. Which is why I, yeah. I like it, too. Yeah. But Sonia Lynch did it for me. Sure. So, that is Natasha and Pierre. 
like I said, really fucking weird. We we thought it'd be a good show because it kind of treads the line of like. I feel like, like it's yeah because if we just came out and we were like, yo, let's just talk about Hamilton and Wicked. Sick, dude. Like no one will you listen. and the billion no other people anyway, who whatever. who talk about musical theater. So you know, so we thought it'd be a good show that yeah. would kind of show our range. Yeah, of especially for our first first pop, official pod. But Kyle, our second show. Oh, our second show. Oh my god, our second show, dude. Oh my god, our it's second uh, show. Oh yeah, this show. bring it in, Kyle. Oh, this show, this show. Ah uh, man, dun, 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 stop. Dun, 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 dun. Oh dear God, it is called Dogfight. Dog, and you thought Natasha was weird. This show is. It's not weird. It's fucked it's up. Fucked up. The whole plot. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Everything about it is just. You're just sitting there like like Natasha's sitting there, and you're like, "What's going on?" You're sitting in this show, you're like, oh, no, stop, stop, stop. It's like kind of like Evan Hansen, like, dude, what are you doing? That's so, that's so rude. Stop doing that. <laughs> I can't, it's Not just, that Evan Hansen's rude, but like. It's messed up. It's like, you sit there and you're like, no. No, it's but. It's like a, like a see, big but, face but, palm. But, like, but this show doing? is like, you're like, no, don't do that. Why are you doing that? Like. And they're like, why do you keep doing it? It's just <laughs> like, it's not. You do right. something bad, and then you're like, this is bad, I won't do it. And then you do it again, you're like, dude! Alright, let's get into it so they know what the hell we're talking let's about. Let's just get right into it. <laughs> so they know what the hell we're talking about. Prologue. Based off a movie, by the way. I found this out three days ago. No way. Really? Come on. I just was like, this musical's unreal. But This would be such a random thing to just create <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, music, Pascal and Paul. Goats. Dear Evan Hansen. Absolute goats, okay? Maybe not goats all time. Dear goats Evan Hansen. Goats of the last... Three, four years. Just so you're aware, they also did Dear Evan Hansen. Would you like to say something about Dear Evan Hansen, Kyle? No, I would not. Anyway, Benj Pasek, who is from Philly. Shout out. Oh, yeah. Uh, this show was on off-Broadway. Made its premiere in 2012. Yes, sir. And it never got off... Off-Broadway. Off-Broadway. Off never Broadway. never made that jump. But it did go international. Sydney, Netherlands, Germany, Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was kind of a shame, but I kind of see it. Um, like obviously the music is very good. It's based on a movie. Like maybe you could, but it was just I don't. It doesn't. I think it. It was a big off. There's a big difference between like a popular off Broadway show and like a lame Broadway show. And I just don't know if it was. It would have been successful. Yeah, I can see. So I'm kind of glad they didn't try and. I can see. Like yeah. Uh. Anyway. So you just want to get into the plot? Yes. Anything you want to say before we get into the plot? This show's awesome. Okay. All right. So it's 1967. On the... Uh, right on the doorstep of the... Vietnam... Vietnam War, right? Vietnam, Vietnam War. The whole premise of this... Uh, the short premise is a group of uh, young boys who were leaving to go to war. It's their last night. Spend their morning. last night. Uh, hosting a a dog fight, which is pretty much where you guys all hang out. You put money in. It's like a big bet. And whoever can find the ugliest girl and bring them as a date to the party wins all the money. Yeah. It's real messed up. This is rude. Yep. This is very... It's just a rude thing to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, So our our antagonist, Eddie Birdlace, played by the... Oh, God, please. Honky! Derek Helena. God! I love that man. Um, oh, Derek Lena. Jesus God. Eddie Burley's the protagonist, and he's got his buddies who, oh my gosh, it was like Nick Blairmeyer was J- in it. Josh Segarra. Uh, yes, they were like the big three, right? 
they were bird. The three Bs. Yeah, they were the three Bs. We'll get, maybe, maybe get into it. Maybe. Lindsay Mendez was the uh, female vehicle. Uh, Annalie Ashford. This oh, was like kind of her biggest thing. She was before. Unreal. This was before. Legal, no, it wasn't before Legally Bond. It was after, but it was before Kinky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what pretty much what happens, and, and I mean, like there's not a ton of plot for the first kind of time. There's really not any kind of time. Oh my god! Don't, don't you do love it. how the, that was an that was don't. an accident? Um, so pretty much these guys are all like there are six total. Yeah. Uh, only they six, really six only Marines. focus on three, and they're like, all right, let's just all go out and find the other dates and win. And so it only really focuses mostly on uh, on on Birdlace uh, for most of the time. Like and you said, Derek Rose. Lina. Rose is and, the girl. God, we haven't gotten there yet. You just mentioned the girl. Just give her name. Oh my god! So pretty much it follows. Like as as I was trying to get to in the next two sentences, follows Eddie Birdlace, who there's a big song where like they all go around, they're like striking out, finding a girl, and then Birdlace walks into this diner and he sees this waitress named Rose Kyle, uh, who I mean it's it's Lindsay Mendez who is not ugly, but I guess they made it work somehow. Yeah, I I I was like, there's no way this girl's the ugliest girl at the at at the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, but like, think about it. If you were, if they were trying to do, think about how bad this would look on the writers and of the show. If they if were they trying made to f- an actual ugly person, yeah, like, and you would be like, "Oh, you're doing this because you're ugly." It's like that's messed up. So yeah. just you have to find a, a person who can play it. But you also got to be realistic, just, man. This is off Broadway. True. This is the minor leagues we're talking about. Yeah, and also this show gets worse as it goes along. So just so you're aware. Yeah. So it's not exa- it's not a happy show. It's not a, no, uh, not at all. Uh, at all. Like, I think at, there maybe might be like two moments where you're like, uh but other than that, other than it's that, not... it's, it's bad. Anyway, Go. he finds Rose, and he's like, "Oh, like he's so." Birdlace is this obviously Derek Klina, woof, just stacked, <laughs> absolute god of a man. Like, it's just so good looking, and he's yeah. so charismatic and charming. He comes in here, he's like, "Yo, you should come to this party with me tonight." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know about that." And he's like, "All right, whatever. Like, just let me know." And she's like, "Wait, all right, I'll go with you." And then, <laughs> uh, so they go, and as Birdlace, like, walks her to the party or whatever, he kind of, like, actually, you know, treats her like a human being and, like, talks to her, and he realizes that, like, this is really What they're doing is fucked up. up. It's fucked he's up. doing to her because she's really nice and she doesn't deserve it. So they get to the party, and Birdlace is immediately, like, we, we need to get out of here because yeah. I'm going to, like, ruin your life. Like, yeah. we need to get out of here. Like, this is fucked up. Like, yeah whatever and she's like come on like and she she doesn't have she's obviously still doesn't have any idea but yeah. he's just like we need to go we need to get out of here uh and she's like come on just like dance dance with, dance with me and so the key in the plot is that when you get dance and spun out on the floor that is the, that's judging. the judging that is the judging so you'll get your so after the dance much, you will yeah. find out uh and so after they dance rose is like i need to go to the bathroom and she runs into annalise ashford's character who is marcy uh, who is a? We find out is is a hooker, which is against, which the, is rules against the rules. Of the dog you fight. can't buy a date, but they don't know that yet. I mean, they they Do, don't know they, that yeah. she, they don't know that she's a hooker yet. When they mm-hmm. whatever, uh, so she runs into her in the bathroom, and Marcy's like, "Dude, this is what's happening." Don't you like? <laughs> like don't you like happening. realize that like they're literally saying you're like the ugliest girl here like his job was to find the ugliest girl and he picked you like don't you know this is what's going on and Rose was like no (laughs) and then they sing a good song they sing the song dog fight 
which is very good very female very duet. Good. Very, very good. Uh, Pascal Ball, obviously. Killer. And then um, Rose pretty much is like, <laughs> and she runs home, and she's like, <laughs> isn't it funny that I thought someone would actually look at me not as just a big, ugly beast? And then that's the end of Act 1. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's messed up. Um, but the one redeeming quality of the show is how good the music is. Uh, so, can we talk a little bit about the music fact one before we get into Act 2? Oh, absolutely. For sure. So, prologue. That would be when they Prelude, are. Prelude, Take Me Back is the name of Prelude, the song. Prelude, Take Me Back is the name of the song. So what? <laughs> Still on fear. What? <laughs> Still on the top. Anyway. Uh, it's good. No, what song is that? It's like Pierre and... Dude. I don't know. Maria says it's a... So that, that's why I didn't know. Because yeah, okay. there's not a Maria and Pierre song. Anyway. Anyway. Listen to it. So Prelude is to him just... Uh, Prelude is actually in the future. It's actually right before the end of the show. Correct. Um, and it's basically Take Call, Take Me Back because it's Klena, uh, Eddie, singing Take Me Back to Before the War. Right, take me um, back to the night, pretty much. Pretty like, much night, yes. The night of the dogfight, um, when I, me and all my friends were all hanging out, yeah. having fun. Which goes into some kind of time. What? S- some kind, kind of, time. of time. What? Some kind of song. Some kind of... S- some kind of jam. The song all is... To- gotta be probably top five all-time musical theater songs for me. Like, I, it, I, it's just like a song I don't skip. I, the, okay. It's like a pregame song. Like, I will listen to this, like, going to bars in the shower and be like, dude. Yes. We can get rowdy. Well, because think this about some it. Kind of think time about it. So it's, dogfight. it's a slapper of a song, harmonies are unreal, but if you're listening to what they're saying, it's about these Marines who are young, who are energetic, who are trying to have a one last good night before they go fight. It's, it's just... So good. Play, if, you're, if you want to listen to one song, that be it. Mm-hmm. That that would be it to listen to this that one song, and you'll be able to tell right away. You'll be like, "Oh, this is this is Pascal, dude." And this is just a, a what do they have like a, a four or five part guy harmony? Oh yeah, I mean so maybe it might six. Be all six. It might be six. It might six have long. six different, and it's just parts. absurd. Anyway, so good. Um, uh, anyway, so I mean, like major songs, like yeah. so. So then we go into "Hey, Good Looking," and I just want to mention that song because that song is really messed up. It's about them trying to pick up these ugly girls, but all lying. So it's pretty. It's a comical song. Have you ever noticed that "Hey, Good Looking" sounds the same as like the "Sunny Day" song from that what is it, Sesame Street? Oh, yeah. I noticed it. Anyway, but it's maybe uh, that's where they got it's it. comical. It's pretty funny. So it's a good comedy song. Yeah, it's just everyone trying to like be like, like they're like trying to pick up a la biblioteca. Yeah, like, like trying to French, pick up Hispanic like, women. Like, they're trying well, to be like. I'm having life-threatening surgery tomorrow. Like, I have last lunch, night alive. I have lunch with a movie star. Yeah, like, I'm, like, like so that. rich. Yeah, like, like, it's always, like, pick up so lines it's pretty funny. trying to find on news on um, the of the date. And then let's talk about... We talked about Dogfight a little bit already. The harmonies in that. Um, Which is the, just kind of like a... Marcy is, like... Rose starts out, and she's like, what is going on? And then by the end of it, she's like, yo, I'm enraged by what I have just learned much. To be true. Yes. Uh, and then, so that obviously ends with like both of them belting at the end. And the harmony. cool harmony. Um, and also, just pr- prior to that, is come to a party. Um, and I like the original song, like the, the when it first comes up, but the reprise. Party with me. 
yes. The reprise. It's a quick. It's, it's a, like a quick. It's like minute. a minute, minute and a half, if that. Um, and it's just also good harmonies. The guys, come in. Last. Harmony. Oh, yeah, it's great. Harmony, yeah, off too. Classic basketball. Also, I know I'm talking about all these songs, but I just the songs are just also good. Um, and then there's a song that face, which I just when I see gives a nice little sixties. Yeah, well, it gives you. It's a like, time. It's yeah. It's a time. It's definitely a, a time setting song to bring you back from. This is the sixties, we're singing Pascal Paul too. This is actually the sixties. Let's play a song that sounds like it's from the sixties. Yes. And then the last song is, like I said, pretty funny. Okay, so which is I have something to say about the finale of Act One. About Pretty Funny? Yes. Sure. Great song. I, I'm a fan of the song. Okay. But I'm gonna ask Stan this question and see if he can figure this out. I don't agree with the ending of Act One as pretty funny. What would you propose? Ending of Act One is dogfight. As, like, it's finally what's happening. Pretty Funny starts Act 2 and goes right into Hometown Heroes. I don't know. Just break it down. Just I mean, like, Dogfight like, is obviously a, the more, like, Act 1 sounding song. Yeah. With its energy and big belt notes at the end and yeah. stuff like that. But I feel like the whole... I feel like they just want you to feel bad for Rose. And so I feel like when they end the act with that, and then you sit there for 15 minutes feeling bad for Rose, you feel bad for Rose. So yeah. I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I just think it would be an interesting way to like finish it because you still would feel bad at the dog fight she finds out. You can trail off into like... But then also, kind of how would you expect to wrap up what happens after the dog fight between that and Hometown Heroes? Like, they just end in the bathroom, and then they just, like, mm-hmm. Rose is just at home. Like, she doesn't storm out on Eddie. She doesn't say anything to him. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, I didn't have all... Like, I didn't rewrite it, but I was just thinking, like... You didn't? No. <laughs> oh. Um, but if you just think about it, like, it cuts out. She's in her room crying, and then she finishes pretty funny on that. Like, it's because it's not a big finish. It's, like, a lower finish, whatever. And then it trails right into just this, like, slapper of a song, Hometown Heroes. It's definitely... It's definitely just wanted to mention it. Yeah, absolutely, a different way to look at it. Hey, Uh, art, art, art is just opinion. Um, so so speaking of that, going to Act Two now, Hometown Heroes. Act Two opens with Hometown Heroes ticker tape array, which is pretty much like the younger brother of some kind of time. Yeah, where they just sing about like, dude, I can't. And this is like, (laughs) this is like on. This could be like the saddest point of the whole show because it's about these guys who are like, dude, we're gonna go to Vietnam and we're just gonna like clean up. We're gonna coast, kick our feet up, do whatever, and then come back. We're gonna be heroes. Ew, that really didn't happen. Not at all. No. So, uh, the dramatic irony is that uh, they're not going to come back from Vietnam, but... Spoiler. They don't know that. Anyway. And is also this... I always forget where this happens in it. Is this where the, uh... Where Nick Blairmeyer's character tries to force himself? Yes. So, during the song... First of all, Hometown Here's Ticker Tape Parade is, like, big, like, rock. Like, big guitar, drum, piano, like it's a big rock, it's like got a really driving rhythm to it. Great like harmonies big, again. Big, another, like, like, kind of like some kind of yeah. time. Um, but yeah, in the middle of it, pretty much they like go and buy, uh, they try and buy, what is his, Blair Myers character's name? It's Birdlace and, dang, I, I don't remember. Two. Whatever. Cigars and Blair Myers. Nick Blair Myers' character, um, <coughs> I can't even find it on here. It doesn't even say right now. Um, but they're like, they're like, he, he's like, I've never been laid. I'm going to buy a hooker. And the hooker's like, no. And then he like tries to obviously like force himself upon her because he's 
a, a marine and that's yeah assumes that he can do so and then the hooker's finally like fine dude like i'll have sex with you don't kill me like whatever so and then but then this is where we see the first standoff between birdlace and his friends because josh segura's character what are their freaking names we have to look up what their names are you keep talking i'll look them up okay no their names are boland and bernstein bernstein was blair Blair meyer Meyer. and then boland Boland was was the other one okay so this is where bernstein goes off to have sex uh with the hooker and Burns and uh, Boland's like, like, bro. Oh, because Birdlace like broke up. Pretty much him trying to like, Raper. yeah. Uh, so he he broke that up, and then but she's like, fine, fine, whatever. I'll just like, don't kill me. That's fine. Like, we'll just like, oh, sex, whatever. Yeah. And then Boland's like, dude, like, you can't be like that. You can't like, you're a marine. Like, there's you, you take what you want. Like, and and Birdlace is like, no, like you guys are terrible people. And he like runs away. Yeah. Um, so if you think about this, it's already heavy. This fucked up premise of trying to get the ugliest girl, and now there's a rape thrown into the mix. So yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, this is not a happy show. Uh, if anything, you could say it might be content. But, but what I do like about that song is that you do see the human nature of Eddie. Yeah, I mean that. This is the turning can, point can, where he, because he went yeah. along with his friends the whole time. Yeah, like he can, was like, when I'm one on one with Rose. I'm a nice guy or whatever. I'm sweet. But then as soon as I get to my guys, like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, oh, she's so ugly. And then she, he's like, crap. This is the first time where he was like, no. Like, you're yeah. wrong. Like, you're you're fucked up. Yeah. This is wrong. I don't want to be a part of this. And so he leaves and he goes to Rose's place. And Rose is like, Eddie, like, you're, you're mean. A dick. You're mean to me. You did a mean thing to me. Basically. And he's like, dude, I'm sorry. Let me, like, take you on a date. Like, one-on-one swear not dog fight just let me take you on a date yada yada yada. they go back and forth she's like okay um which sets up i guess we can get into the music later we'll just get through the plot right now uh so they both go to this restaurant and rose finally starts to like cut into like bird lace like actually on like a deeper level of like a human being like yeah she actually like asks him questions that stimulate his mind and like tries to get he has a hard exterior because he's a marine so she tries tries to like yeah he tries to hold that up around his friends through her dicks as we found out um but eddie is a good dude deep down and when she after this date during this date you find out that he is and she keeps asking these questions like that like you said stimulate his mind reveal his emotion and true nature so after that, um, Rose is pretty much like, yo, what are you doing? You up? And she's like, come home. He's like, okay. <laughs> but he's kind of like, he's like, uh, I mean, he's kind of like timid about it. He's yeah. like, like I, I, like, I don't want to be that guy who like, it takes your virginity and then leaves, he's literally leaves for the war the next day. Like. Like, actually leaves for the war. Not yeah. just someone who's like, I'm, I actually have to go because I got drafted by... Like, he's literally leaving, and he knows that. So he goes back, and he, but he's like kind of hesitant about Jesus. it. Um, but they do go back, and uh, this this Wikipedia claims that they share an awkward and romantic first sexual experience. Yeah. So, we don't know what really they did. We're assuming they had sex. Yes. But... Like I said, they only show him like the next morning, and they both have clothes on, obviously, because this is you know not a nude beach and a theater with you know kids. It's not hair. Um, correct. It's not the full Monty. Yep. Um, 
And so pretty much this segues into like, it's kind of cool because this goes into, I guess we could do the music later. But so it kind of like segues, like it shows like uh, Bernstein and Boland are like still out partying like the next morning when it's time to go. And it shows like like, them. And then at the same time, it shows like Eddie like getting out of bed and like kind of being like, dude, like what is the deal? Like what is what what did I just do? Like what is what is the problem? And then so pretty much what happens is he's like, Rose, like I got to go. And she's like, okay, um, I'm going to give you my contact info. And when, right. when it, you get to the where you got to go, you're going to send me, you're going to write me letters. Yep. And he's like, all right, thank you. Thanks. That's very nice of you. Yes. And then he just like rips up and throws it away. Okay. You got to say. <laughs> okay. He came back to his boys because they were still his friends, Bernstein and Boland. Um, and this, I mean, I don't agree with him tearing it up and stuff like that. But Boland, if you remember, he's like, what do you expect? I mean, yeah, you're gonna write her, but you're not gonna see her for three years. Like, don't you like I? Yeah. I can't remember. Is he doesn't he say like, don't you want her to just like live her life, not holding on to this guy? Yeah. And you should be able to go over there, not being tied back here. Mm-hmm. So it, it was. He didn't just tear it up like, fuck this. Like he was like, oh, like, I, I see what you're saying, but it it sucks when he like it's a it's a shitty moment. Yeah. Uh. So he's yeah. He's just like yeah. You're right. You're gonna rip this up, throw it wherever. Uh, the next scene is them at war. Yep. Uh, where everyone except Bird Lace gets killed. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> and okay. then fast forward to... Also, Eddie gets injured. Yes. He does get injured as well. That's, but he gets... Doesn't he get... Leg, I think. But that's he gets discharged because of... Because of his injury. Yeah. So he comes back a little early. So what happens is we rewind back to the beginning. Remember? Prelude. Take me back. This is where we jump in now. He's back. This is where we re-enter where that left off with some kind of time in the beginning... But we didn't do some kind of time. We're just now just going actually from taking day. back to yeah. Uh, so he pretty much comes back, um, and then he's obviously very kind of broken. Like he's very like he watched his best friends die. Like he's injured. Like obviously, like anyone who would come back from that is like he's a very different kind of closed off like mm-hmm. kind of guy and he sings this rousing song which we will get to after yes and then um he finds his way uh and he and he 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 comes i mean he comes back to is it new york i don't even know where it is i don't even know if they ever said chicago is it i think it's chicago yeah. okay and he comes back and he's able to track down rose um and is it confirmed that she is like married, or is like I think it's understood. Some, it's she's like something, married. right? Like she's, she's like she she was like she moved on. Okay, that's right. Basically. She said she was like you never wrote to me, so like I just like moved on. Yeah, and he's just kind of just like, well, oh. you're like the only oh. person I had, and now I know that like I don't even have you. And then it ends. Literally, the last sign of the show <laughs> is what Do you remember. Oh, it's like welcome home. That's all she says, and then it ends. Yeah, and it's like wow. He's like Eddie. He's like hi Rose. And she's like, welcome oh, home. It's like, oh, welcome home. And so... Yeah, and that's it. Heavy, dark, depressing show. Not happy. Very good show. No. But... Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's got a content ending, yeah, I guess. I mean, Bird Lace is alive. Rose has gotten what happy. she deserved yeah. in moving on. Yeah. And, I mean, everyone kind of got what, <clears throat> what you would expect, I guess. Like, yep. they didn't... They didn't, which I like. It's not like Bird Lace came back and Rose was like, I waited for you, let's get married. Because yeah, no, I'd be like, that, that's not that, how it That works. would not happen. No. <laughs> so I'm glad they did do it like that. 
But uh, just to touch, now to go back, just a little about music. music. So Hometown Heroes, very cool. Hometown Heroes we talked yeah. about. Uh, and then while uh, Rose and Eddie are walking to their date, his first date last night, which is... Close second to me for my I, favorite. Yeah, I yeah. really like that song. Uh, it's, it's just a duet about how they both. It's just like they both kind of sing about like what's going through. It's their a broke heads. down. It's so it's her first date. Yeah, his last night, right. and it's just them singing parallels to each other. But it's an it's an awkward kind of yeah. song, but yeah. it's it's very good because yeah. it's awkward. It's a very yeah, it's a, it's it, a duet. It's duet, they like yeah. they like they have their own thoughts. They sing their own parts, and then they like come together. Like the they're end. both kind of just like, whoa, what is going on here? Yeah. Uh, then after that. Uh, before it's over, uh, was Rose I'm probably my least favorite. Yeah, probably. Just, it's just kind of just like they needed a song to fill bridge a gap. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just about her, just like Rose talking about like she can't allow like after what happened with the dog fight, like she knows that she can't allow herself to like be defined by other people and their opinions and stuff. Uh, give way is just during their like weird sexual experience. Yeah, it's just like it's whatever. We're talking again. Uh, but talk about a low key slap. You know what I'm talking about. I probably do. What's the next song on the show? After give way. Yeah. So the reprise. Yeah, some kind of time <laughs> oh, reprise. <yeah. laughs> because it's so cool. Because it's like we said, it's it shows at the same time it shows Boland and Bernstein like drunk. They're Basically, like, yeah. They're, they're still drunk. They're like, some kind of time. And they're like, the sun's coming up. And they're yeah. just like hanging on each, each other. Like, like, yeah, it's great. And then they do. And then it cuts to Eddie like sitting on the edge of the bed with Rose. So after the night. Yeah. yeah. And also like some kind of time. Like what is going on? Yeah. And, like, but they're both singing together. I think it's great. It's yeah. just a slow version of what and kind so of time. Just like a single piano. It's a very interesting like difference between the original one and the beginning of act one where it comes in as like boom just wake up to this yeah. one's very just but it's, like, it's the same like it's like eddie wake up <laughs> got him um and then come back which is the penultimate pretty the much penultimate song in the show but pretty much the last song uh yeah yes pretty much uh which is just when bird lace gets back and he's just obviously and it's sort of like take me back. Yeah. But instead of saying take me back to back then, it's just like, hey, everyone who died come and back, like everything please. happened, like just come back because I'm so broken and I don't know what to do with myself. And the good old Derek Lena absolutely oh, slays. Rips his slays song. every every moment of every day. Yep. The dude just like slays everything he does. Pretty like, much. I don't understand. And then finale take me back, which was just Which we talked about Welcome Home. Whatever. Sad kind of yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like we said, it was fortunately not ever able to make it to Broadway. I'm not sure if there wasn't interest to bring it or if they didn't want to. I mean, that'd be stupid to say, like, we don't want to bring a show to Broadway, yeah. but if they think it's going to, like, damage, yeah. if they think it's more suitable for Broadway, maybe they just, like, didn't want to try and, and flop yeah. it. Um, and honestly, it's not, it didn't win very many awards either, uh, it won two Lucille Lortel Awards yeah. uh, for Outstanding Musical and Choreographer for Christopher Gatelli. Uh, but other than that, that's it. Uh, they were they got some Outer outer Critics Circle noms, yeah. drama, drama League noms, Drama Desk noms. Uh, but those are the only two they won. And that was in 2013. So, uh, so that was Dogfight. 
Uh, little tidbit on Dogfight before we give our ratings and stuff. Please do. So, I had the privilege of meeting Derek Klenna. Best oh, day of my life. You bastard. Okay. You're going to bring this up again, huh? I don't can't th- wait to rub it in my face, huh? <laughs> oh, I bet you met Ramin Karamur too at the same time. Oh, what a Christy Altaman. Let's just make it three of them. You done? Son of a bitch! Yeah. Alright, cool. So, I don't know if I told you this either, but I did ask Derek Klenna what his favorite role, because he's done Bridges, he's done... Uh, Anastasia. Oh, this is an inside scoop, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Broadway Bros, inside scoop. But I asked him what his favorite role would be or what he could play again, and to my joy, he said Eddie Birdlace. Oh. And he was like, if I could go back and play that now, I'd Come play Come back! I hate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just a little tidbit, he did mention to me that wow. that would be his favorite role. That's a good... Played plug to put in there. That's a, that's a good actual piece of information that people might actually find valuable. Um, so if you ever want to see, I don't know if we can say this, but it's on YouTube still. I'm not the police. Yes, alright. So look at it. <laughs> so go check out Dogfight on YouTube, listen to the soundtrack, and see Derek Klenna's favorite role. I'm not in support of Broadway bootlegs, Yeah, but I don't film them and I don't make money off of them. And so if you want to find one, oh, sta- sh- Stage Dork is a big one. Yeah, and then there's like a Broadway bootleg Tumblr or yeah, something. Just look it up. But there's a, it, it was YouTube, but I think we found it through something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, some, and some and like I'm that. not a huge fan of it either. But like a song, a show like Dogfight, we're not gonna. It's not. It's not even. It's not like, yeah, we can't even see it. We can't even see it. So it's one of those things where I just like I, I am gonna plug this because if you get a chance to watch it, I'd I'd watch it. It's my, it's probably my favorite musical. I so. think I'll just get this out of the way now. Because it's not really worth having a whole segment about or anything like this, but I don't really have an issue with Broadway bootlegs because no one is forcing you to watch it. Like if you Oh, we're doing this, okay. Like if you <laughs> if you like me personally, I don't like to watch shows that I know I'm going to see. Correct. Because I would rather the it. first time I see them like I didn't even listen to Dear Evan Hansen for like a year until we saw it. Yeah, with the only song we heard was Waving, was waving through We could not escape. Because that. how could you not hear that song? It was literally but then everywhere. We did but that see came out Yeah. It we it came out in February on Broadway. We didn't we went to June the next not listening year. to it. Yeah. The next year. So we went a year but without listening to so, it. So which was I don't know how we did that now listening to it but yeah. like so like we're that like I'm that kind of person who like okay I like I don't want to spoil it yeah because no. I would rather but if you want to spoil it Go like I get that it's at the expense of the creators yeah. maybe though like I saw Dogfight the bootleg but if it comes to Broadway I'll go see it like easily like you're not I'm not saving $60 or $70 on a ticket by watching the bootleg. Because it's not... Those who are passionate enough about theater and know enough about theater know that it's not the same. Oh, no. Being... Watching a video of something and being in the theater is monumentally different. Yeah. So, if if you want... And, hey, some people don't have money. Some people can't buy Broadway tickets. It's worth... Like, some people can't... Like... People, it's been what three years since Hamilton's been really big, and the tickets are still like seven hundred dollars. I I never got like, a to see it. That's that's what I'm like. If you if if you know you're not gonna see Hamilton for another I don't know five ten years, and you're just dying to see it, Watch. whatever, dude. Watch. Whatever. If you want to, and it's like for me, I would feel like if I was like one day I am going to see it, then I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. But. My whole thing is like no one is forcing you to watch the bootleg. Yeah. Like if you want to watch it, okay. But, like, and, and I, I do, I, like, I understand. And I, well, I think it's bad when, like, recording 
at shows becomes a distraction, obviously. Oh, that's awful. I remember when I saw Dear Evan Hansen uh, the second time with Ben, because we didn't see it the first time. We'll get time, into that. Uh, whenever we, if we ever. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, this, the person right in front of me was filming for forever. Oh, come on. And their brightness was, like, decently high on their phone. And I just, like, was, like, covering, like, my... See, I was, that's, like, that's and the they, they did stuff. get thrown out. Oh, good. Which was a happy ending to the yeah. story. But, like, so that part of it sucks. Also, a distraction to the performers. Yes, people who take... Who can see... People who, for, for, okay, for some reason still have, like, camcorders with, like, red flashing lights. Yeah. Like, okay, first of all, you're a weirdo. But, yes, I, even me in my amateur theater days, if if you're sitting in the second row... And your brightness is all the way up on your phone and you're texting. We can see we, that your phone yeah. is shining, even just shining on your face. Even if we don't see, see it. the phone itself. You'll see the light. Like, I know when you're looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. So not only is it distracting, but it's also like, dude, disrespectful. It's so rude. It's like, so rude. Lee, I would literally rather you not be here. Yeah. I don't care. I'd rather perform for 20 people who, who actually care. Watch it. Than a full house for people who 90% of them are just like on their phone talking. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's my spiel. I am only 22. I do not own stake in any musical theater works at the moment. So maybe with age, I will grow. Uh, but it's just like, it's also just like a generational thing. Like, if yep. younger people are <laughs> like, hey, I don't have money to go see it. This is the best thing. Like, it, yeah. like and I remember it was, a, it was a whole thing when Lynn, when it was like, it came out, there was a Hamilton bootleg. Yeah. And Lynn was like, oh, well, I'm actively rooting against you like putting up a bootleg because like you're not seeing what i intended you to see like obviously seeing it through a camera is way different than like the magic i try to give you on stage so like you seeing it uh on a bootleg is a disservice to yourself people like dude i can't pay a thousand dollars to go see a musical that's ridiculous like i'm sorry i wish i wish too i could go (laughs) see Hamilton, but i can't and so this is if i want to do it I mean, it's just the internet. Uh, now, you're never going to... And as cameras get more discreet and smaller and smaller, we're just getting more and more big yeah. legs, So it, They should honestly just like... And this is why I don't also get... Do what Shrek did, what Memphis did, what Newsies did, where they yeah, filmed, filmed and professionally filmed and it. looks it, unreal. And you could sell it. Like, yeah. I would pay $10, $15 for a professional off-Broadway original cast dogfight. As opposed oh, to just easily. watching it for free on YouTube. Oh, 100%. I don't know if there's like a deeper meaning to why they don't do that or a super intricate reason, but like that just doesn't, it just makes no sense to me. That yeah. You can generate revenue. Especially like, okay, maybe not you, right away, sure. but like Hamilton, dude, you've been in Broadway for three years, you've been touring, you're in Chicago, you're in LA, you're coming here, wherever. you're coming like, to Philly. Like, like, and you and you would still make money. Like, instead Lynn, of, if you're listening, dude, like I love you. I love you too. Like, obviously, you are. All time, but I just it, and if it, explain to me, you know, it just explain to me what the what besides you, obviously, like besides creators, like obviously, like oh well, I put my heart and soul into this thing, and you're not seeing it. Um, some people just can't, and so that's how they just do it. So I mean, that's my spiel. I figured I might get out now, so yeah. we don't have to just do it down the road. Nice little little segue. So when we say uh-huh. like, hey, dogfight, there is a bootleg. I'm going to say if see you, it. If you have never heard of it, and it's not touring, it's not on Broadway or off-Broadway still, so yeah, go for it. Knock uh, yourself out. Definitely listen to it. Definitely see it. Um, 
Oh, definitely listen to it. I have to. You don't have to watch if it. If you're a fan of Dear Evan Hansen, you'll probably... Whew. I like it more. If you're a fan of Dear Evan Hansen, Derek Leno, Lindsay Mendez, Emily Ashford, good music, good musicals, like Nick Blair Meyer, like do any more Nick reasons. Blair Like nice. just, just to, any of those things, then you will you will like the show. Yes. Or just a fan of good theater. Or a big fan of contemporary theater. Then you will. If you're a fan of contemporary theater, you will absolutely love this show. If you're a fan of theater and... You Whatever, should. then but you still probably will. All right, so that wraps up. Oh no, we didn't do oh, no. our show rating. Oh yeah, I have mine. Yeah, yeah. All right, ready? Three, two, one. Nine point six. Oh my God, Kyle! <laughs> it's my top one. I nothing will ever beat this for me. Really? Really? No show is higher than Dogfight. No. Well, then why is it a nine point six? What do you mean? Like, why wouldn't you give it a ten? Nothing's perfect. Okay, give it a nine nine. That's just a dick thing. It to seems do. like you're leaving space for a show to come on top of it. it I am. Someday down the road, it, it potentially. I don't want to like. I can't give it just like um twenty two like you. Like I, I'm gonna see more. More is gonna come out. Um, but nine point six is my highest I will ever give reviewing shows as. Wow, a heard it here first. Okay, well, it is we started with this one. It, it is my favorite. Ruined show. all the the suspense of. Anyway, so this is my favorite show. What did I even say? Uh, eight point two. Two. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's fair. So, if you give me a hundred musicals, I think it would be my eighteenth favorite on the list. That's fair. That's, that's just how I look at it. Yeah. So for you, it would be your fourth. Yeah. Of all the musicals, your top one hundred musicals would be number four. Yeah. Is essentially how you're looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Except it's number one. As of now, yes. Because yeah, and the first the the first three are reserved for future. Potential. <laughs> Potential future shows. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's my... It is my favorite. Um, that's my rating. I just... Yeah. Song. Ready? Three, two, one. Some, Some kind, kind of time. time. It's just like... Not even fair. Like... <laughs> yeah. It, it's... it's um, it is a shame it's right in the beginning. Because yeah. you're just like, Dude, heck yeah, I'm gonna listen to this whole thing. And you're like, Some kind... And then you're just like, Alright, well now I have to like skip four songs until the next one that I want to listen to. Um, That's just so good. It's... Just like... It's also just like musically. Like, the song itself, not only is it like super upbeat and driven and I love a good male six-part male chorus harmony thing. It's absurd. It's not super common in Broadway where you just have six guys singing. Yeah. Um... And it's like very tight harmonies. Yeah. Uh, so I love that. But also just like. It's just like. It's just, it's just very, like. I just yeah. like it. It's I just, just good. I just like it. It's good. So. All right. Well, we agree on that. Yeah. Well, we are running into an hour and 10 minutes, which is not bad. Which is not bad for our first one. No, it's really yeah. not bad. We easily could have not known anything and it would have been 20 minutes or we would have talked about. What? For another <laughs> 45. Yeah. Um, so if you hung out with this, uh, hung out with us this long, we appreciate it. But we do have a few current things we want to. Kyle is the master of the Broadway current events. I have given him the uh, the job of keeping up to them and then informing me so I can sound like I found them and have an opinion on them. Thanks for putting that out there. I appreciate you it. You are welcome. Um, so first, we just found out that Moulin Rouge is coming to Broadway, Moulin and it will Moulin be- Rouge. I think it's pronounced Moulin Rouge. Yep. Um, it's coming to Broadway. It will be opening July 25th. Say you just found out? Confirmed. 
No, no, no. Confirmed that it was opening July 25th. Oh, I was going to say, they've been talking about it. No, yeah, it's been in the talks for a while. Forever. What are you talking about? Um, Even I knew that. And you got uh, leading the way is Aaron Tavet. Right down the Pipsy. Catch me if you can. I get it. Do you? Because I didn't even know the fucking lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Karen Olivia. That's what it is. Oh, in the Heights. Yeah. And Olivo. You say Olivio? It's definitely Karen Olivo. No, it's Olivio. Uh. Poll. Challenge. Challenge. Let us know. Is it Olivo or Olivia? We will not look up until the end of it. But Um, let us know. The last person noteworthy that I thought was Danny Bernstein. Oh. Lachayim. Lachayim. And Adolfo. Oh, I forgot he was Aldolfo. In the Drives of if you were not familiar. Uh, Billy Izzard Billy won. Billy the third shout-out of, uh, of, of the series. The series. Um, he won Best Cappy for Comedic Actor in a Musical. If you don't know what Cappies are, good for you. Good for you. You we'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yep. Um, um, next. Next current event. Not really current, kind of. Oscar Hammerstein. The great, great... Ugh. What? What okay. could... What can't... What <laughs> could you say about... <laughs> about Oscar Hammerstein that hasn't already been said so you know I just wanted to mention that on July 12th um, it was his 124th birthday obviously he's not still alive but we celebrated his 124th birthday RIP RIP to a a goat goat he will be he was at the time he was the man at the time he I mean, it's, not, I mean, it's yeah. not like his shows aren't still uh, yeah, I, popular well known whatever but yeah, yeah. born in 1895 happy birthday RIP 1895? <laughs> oh my god. Wait, didn't you say it was his 125th birthday? Fourth. Oh, okay. I was going to say. <laughs> like, that's not math. 1895? Oof. Yeah, he says a long time ago. Um, and then... The War of 1812. Should have had him guess... Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right. Next, Kyle. What else do we got? Uh, Ramin Caramel. <laughs> what can you say about a man who is not human? Really and not. It's just a divine... Spirit sent to grace. So, um, the stage. We gotta take a, we probably should take a podcast where we talk about our top people. Oh, yeah. I mean, not all these podcasts are gonna yeah. be strictly cut and dry shows and review, but we'll have some interesting things. But yes, I don't wanna give away. Yeah, well, we will talk about Ramin, but he is, um, just, opening up the Dr. Savago. I don't know what that is, no, no, but I, I'd see it. In UK. In the, in the, oh, uh, I definitely would see it then. Yeah. I would definitely see it too. Can we talk about just real quick? Is it even on that list? Well, I'll let you finish your list. Okay, um, sure. So that was just one thing I mentioned. And then, West Side Story, 2020 movie. Bingo. <sighs> coming out. Very excited. It's actually coming back to Broadway, too. I've never seen West Side Story. I was in West Side Story, surprisingly. So you haven't seen it either? No. <laughs> <laughs> so West Side Story, the movie, is coming out in 2020, and it is starting... Starring... And the Heights movie next year as well, right? 2020. Yeah. I mean, Wicked that's not, will be coming that's out not too. new news. will be coming out soon, too. A lot of new live lot of actions. Um, so we got good old Rachel. Rachel Zegler. There it is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure who that is. Ansel Elgort. Know who that is. Yes. Falling Our Stars much. Oof. What a movie. What a movie. Dang. Oof. You see it? Yep. No, you didn't. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course you did. So did I. Anyway, moving on. And then let's throw out some Broadway people. Okay. Yes. Seems fitting. Anna DeBose. Uh, hello, Hamilton. Hello, uh, Bronx Tale. Yes. Yes, that one. She's very good. Is doing what? You just mentioned her name. Yeah, is... Um, <laughs> oh, I don't even know who she is in it. I just know she's in it. In what? What's that story? Oh. She's part of the cast of West Side Story. Oh. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, and then Mike Faced. 
Sincerely me. Is Riff. I don't know what that is. But that sounds great. So he is uh, Tony's best friend. Leader of the... You are. What, what part of I've never seen West Side Story? I thought you would know about it. You just said Riff. I said, I don't know who that is, but I know who Tony is. All I know is, I want to be in America. That's West Side Story, right? Speaking of that, Rita Marino is playing Doc. The original Anita. But that is that song, right? Yes. Woo! So yes, the original Anita is playing Doc in this. They changed it from a guy to a girl. This this song thing. So then, yeah, my face would be playing Riff. And we obviously have to take some time to talk about this next person. um, Brian Darcy James. Oh, God. What can you say? (laughs) Is he? Before we get into it, he's playing. He's playing Officer Krupke. Uh, so that's Officer Krupke. Something like that, right? G Officer Krupke. Yeah, that's how to do. Yeah. Um. So BDJ will be playing. Um. What do? What can you say? Krupke. And yeah. So we definitely have to take a time to talk about BDJ, Ramin, like all these people. Yes, we will have. Uh, yeah, we will have dedicated time. Yes, to our favorite, our favorite all-time performers. Yes, BJ is high on that list. And how could he not be? Smash? Even just Smash alone. Yeah. Oh, Smash. We should have a Smash episode. <laughs> anyway. Um, so did you want to say something? Because we were talking about... I was just talking about yeah. this End of the Wood things. <laughs> oh, yeah. How, like, Sierra Boggess and Patina Miller just out of nowhere are like, Hey, we are The Witch and Cinderella at the same time. Skylar Aston. And Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things. Jack. Yeah. And Skylar there are a bunch of other... Skylar uh, Aston would be it. Baker. Um, Whoopi Goldberg's the voice oh, of the giant. Yes. <laughs> just like an absolute out-of-nowhere bonkers at the Hollywood Bowl, Hollywood right? Hollywood Bowl, yeah. Just absolute bonkers famous cast out of nowhere. And I'm just like, oh. All right. It was Big yeah. Sierra Boggess fan. What can you say <laughs> about a woman who's not just a woman to you? What? Anyway, moving on. We'll get on, we'll get into that. She was added to the list of guest stars that we'll have on the show in probably about two years, right? Uh, Give it a take. Sheesh. And at this rate, uh, we keep calling out this quality content. <laughs> Ten years or fifteen. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um. So yeah, into the woods. Pretty pretty. So that's pretty much all the big Broadway news we saw. Yeah. For this this episode. Yeah. Um. What are we looking at? Hour about one twenty. One twenty. That's Not fair. Everyone was just for a week. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. Plus our intro. Man, I'm ugh, exhausted. I'm tired. I, sometimes I tell you, man, talking is rough. Yeah. I talk. Just, could go all day hearing the sound of my own voice. He's a, he's a big ego, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that. That'll be it. That. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it. That's that. That's a good I think that's a good, a good stopping point for our first episode. Billy, thank you for listening to the whole thing. Everyone else, you definitely didn't, but thank you for pretending you did and or trying to. Uh, we will be back. We will be. Uh, yeah. So our next two shows, which we can say because we plan them out ahead of time just for the first few episodes. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we picked our first three to kind of get the ball rolling, and then we're going to randomize them. Um, and then also we'll add into factors if you guys want to send in us recommendations. Like uh, anyone. If anyone sends anything, we'll just do it. And we'll, we'll shout you out. We'll tell everyone to follow you. It'll be great. Oh, yeah. It'll be a huge plug. But uh, up next. I think sh- for JCS, right? Yeah. So up next we have uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, uh, uh. And it's Jesus Christ Superstar. If you can <laughs> yeah, it out. And Wonderland. Talk about 
<laughs> Some of you are like, Wonderland? Frank Wildhorn? Ever heard of him? Probably not. And you know why? Because it never really got off the ground. So can't wait to talk about it. But... Oh, what, what's that? What's, what's the main guy's name? Darren Ritchie. Oh, the poor man's J... Uh, Blair Butts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the poor man's... And Kate Lord. Schendel. Oh. And that girl from uh, In the Heights. Anyway, we hey, will we'll discuss get it. Yeah. it on next... Uh, our next episode. So if you guys like Jesus Christ Superstar, you guys like Wonderland, you don't know what either of them are, you don't know what both of them are, or you just want to hear me and Kyle just say random nonsense, check it out. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter again at Broadway Bros Pod. Broadway Bros was taken by someone who has not tweeted in five years, but I'm not going to get into that now. Uh, follow us, tweet us there. Let us know what you think. Kyle, any final words? Um, no. Appreciate you guys listening. Tune in next time for some good reviews, good banter, and just all-around fun. I'm Dan. He's Kyle. Kyle. Oh, you blew it. And we will be back in the next episode. Thank you for listening. See you next time.